And welcome everybody to Geeking Poetic Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Down the way, we have none other than the Mr. Mr. Man himself. He is Vito. And then over here, uh, Mrs. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Man and Mrs. Woman. And uh, I'm just, I'm the kid. I don't know. You're something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm something, all right. Anyway, yeah. we have none other than. I am Megan Guess. And we are here for, this is the third uh, chapter of our big, massive, colossal, top 20 favorite films of all time list. <laughs> We are idiots and decided that we were we were going to take on this massive undertaking and try to narrow down all the movies because there's a lot of them. I mean, just for any one of us, but especially through all three of us, there's a lot of movies that we love. <laughs> but we thought we would attempt to narrow them all down to each one of our top 20 favorites. And it's it's been tough. It's been tough. I was making my notes earlier, and I kept switching them all around today. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> so we'll see if they stay that way. <laughs> yeah, I th I think I've got everything pretty much set. Yeah. Now we're we're at the halfway mark right here because in this episode we're going to go from ten through six. How are you guys feeling about your ten through six? Pretty good, man. We're yeah. getting to like the real meat and potatoes for <laughs> me right here. Yeah. 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 These are solid. Yeah. Out. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I'm already kind of looking added and thinking about some of the movies that I put in 20 through 11 and going, oh man, I might have might have wanted to bump those up into the top oh, really? 10. And that's the problem with doing this because <laughs> it like from day to day, hour to hour, it can change. This is true. There's movies that have come up. There's I've watched a couple of classic movies that I love in the past couple of weeks and now I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I kind of would have put this possibly in my top 20, but you know what? The more I look at the list, I'm like, uh, you know, there's I'll, a reason they came to your mind first. Right. I exactly. Yeah. I think I can live with it as it is, but, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm assuming anybody that's probably watched this or most people that have watched this probably know how we're doing this and stuff. I mean, we put some of us imposed some, personal guidelines and stuff like i know you and i did a thing where we like say for marvel movies we insisted on only putting one marvel movie in our list or did you change it did you go against the guidelines megan oh maybe not maybe not this time but next time yeah <laughs> oh wow because yeah because we were only gonna have oh wow i, I couldn't not I, I hey okay it's your list it's your list. I had to. All right. Well, I have the guideline <laughs> that as much as people know on this channel that have watched us and everything, uh, that I love superheroes, superhero movies, especially Marvel. There's just too many of them. I could have done a top 20 list of just Marvel. So I limited it to just one, and that was number 16 for me. That was Avengers Endgame. That's shocking right there. Yeah, which I just rewatched, and it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. That's one of the ones that I'm like, man, I might have bumped this one up a little higher had I rewatched it before. Before, before we too did it. Too late. Yeah, too little, too late. Set in stone now. Exactly. I mean, Vito, do you have any guidelines for yourself? Yeah, I only like required that I have one movie out of a series. Gotcha. So, like, say, like Terminator. 
Oh. Who, which may or may not show up on my list. But. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Dude, I think. I can't believe you actually almost kept a straight face with that. I think Megan and my Jaws would literally, literally hit this table if you had a top 20 list that had no Terminator in it. Dude, that's tough for you, limiting it to just one, because you love the fuck out of Terminator. There's some good fucking movies. Even even Dark Fate was fucking fabulous. Spoiler, that's the second best in the whole series, in my opinion. Oh, snap. Wow. Do you hear that shit? Oh, wow. wow. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's pretty... It's, I can't argue much. <laughs> the more I've... Because I've watched that movie like four or five times now. And every time I watch it, much like Star Trek Beyond, like I talked about in one of the last episodes, more every time I watch it, I like it more. Mm-hmm. Like I and I enjoyed it when we went and saw it at the theater. Dark Fate is a really fucking good movie, and you people that didn't give it a fair shake are fucking stupid. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not saying you're stupid if you didn't like it. I'm saying the people that didn't give it a fair it. shake, you know who you are. <laughs> Anyway, Megan, was there any other kind of guidelines that you gave yourself that you clearly just dismissed anyway? Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. (laughs) We're now to the ones that are just, these are my all-time favorite. Yeah, that's kind of how All rules went out the window with these, so. All right, fair enough. I didn't have any trouble narrowing these parts down. Fair enough. Same with Vito. I I basically did the same thing. I I didn't allow, not just Marvel, but like I didn't allow myself from various franchises that you guys know I love so much. I only picked one. And you can imagine that gets real tough with certain, certain things Mm -hmm. like, you know, ones that happened in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. I picked one. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But I'm not giving that away just yet. And you're going to have to see where it actually ranks. I, I have a feeling you guys are going to be real surprised with the way certain things fall in my top 10. Do you want to get into it now? Yeah, let's do it. I got to know now. All right. Well, here we go. So we're going to get a little funky with you because I like to do my little my little <laughs> sound effect things with our Zoom Pod Track P8. And I'm going to introduce it as... Number 10. Out of sight. <laughs> See, that was pretty Love Boat Funky, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, we always start with Vito and go around the table from there. Vito, what's your number 10, dude? It's a movie from 1989 called Back to the Future uh-huh. 2. Two. Two. Oh, oh, boy. Of course it is. It's always the sequel. It's the best one in the series, man. You're out <laughs> of your tree. You are out of your tree. <laughs> well, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? All right. Wow, I just I, I set I set you up perfectly for that. I didn't even mean to. No, I, I mean there there is no bad Back to the Future movie. They're True. all they're all great. True. But that one would be my least of the three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would even put like for me it would be Back to the Future, then three, then two. For me it's two, three, one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, explain yourself. So, dude, <laughs> I mean, this movie, you got to understand, I was, um, what was I, seven yeah. or so? Maybe eight, I guess, when I saw it on video, and it was another, like, library rental that I would do all the time. So, I mean, imagine <laughs> so- being, like, eight years old, and there's this kid who has a DeLorean that can go to the future, like, 
into the future, not in the past in the 50s like the first one. That was my whole thing. I'm- ah, that makes sense now. Okay, because I know you're not so crazy about, you don't give a shit about going to the past. Vito is all about the, the future. future. The future. The past is the past. You already lived it. Who gives a shit? Ooh. Into the future. <laughs> anyway, yeah. No, this okay. That's all starting to make more sense now, knowing what I know about you. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Hover cars. I mean, it's just it's it's amazing. Pizza Hut pizzas that are ready in like twenty seconds. Hoverboards. Yeah, hoverboards. Those I mean, sneakers. The sneakers. Yeah. yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That the self drying clothes. I mean, that was the stuff that Vito was hoping twenty fifteen was going to hold for him. And didn't. And it did not. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> We're still not there. <laughs> you know, we have social media. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Although I did wear my Back to the Future two shirt on, you know, October twenty first, twenty fifteen. Did you? Yeah. Because so. <laughs> he had to, man. I didn't have the, the Marty Free, uh, McFly hat, though. Okay. But I got my nephew that hat at a convention like later that year or the next year. I forget. But God, he's got yeah. one of those. So. Cool. Yeah. And my, my nephew dressed up as Marty McFly one. Nice. <laughs> Loves it. Isn't it? And that's, man, who would have thought? I mean, again, I, I, I went and saw the first Back to the Future movie at the theater when it came out. I remember that was a great summer. Um, who would have thought back then that that series of movies, that the trilogy power? would have such staying power? I mean, like, cause it's very eighties. I mean, every, it is a very eighties series, even though it jumps all over time, goes back to the old West, goes into the future, all that. Just the whole feel of it is so eighties, but kids love back to the future. Heck yeah. And it's just a testament to how well done it was. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael J. Fox. He's a classic Fucking dude. awesome actor. Yeah. Love Michael J. Fox. Loved him on Family Ties. I can't argue with you. Like I said, it's not my favorite of the future series, but going with Vito Tastes plus the whole sequel man kind of uh, <laughs> thing, it totally it makes... I wouldn't have it any other way. It <laughs> totally makes sense. At least Back to the Future made it into a list. Yes. Megan. Yes. What's your number 10? <laughs> I have talked many times about this one. Okay. Try to get you guys to fucking watch it, Uh but you haven't yet. Oh, boy. (laughs) It is 1990s. Quigley Down Under. I was going to guess that's what she was It's the old Quigley Down Under (laughs) movie. Yep. Mr. Tom Selleck himself playing Quigley. He's an American rifleman. (laughs) He goes to Australia. So he's gonna be take up the sharpshooter position, and you know who his boss is? Crocodile Dundee. Alan Rickman. Oh, oh, wow! Yeah, plays a real good douchey asshole. <laughs> Alan Rickman never plays a douchey <laughs> asshole. I know, never, but he's really an asshole in this one. <laughs> yeah. So like Quigley and him like have it out and stuff like that, which then push comes to shove, and Quigley ends up in the middle of the outback, left for dead. And he's got this crazy woman with him. They also left her for dead because she's batshit crazy. They crazy call her Crazy Cora. Okay, and that's movie. what they do down under, huh? They just <laughs> go out to the Badlands if you're. Yep, let the snakes and shit get them. So. Kick, kick the broad to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> Dingoes come and try to eat her baby and shit. <laughs> you got yourself a crazy girl there. You kicked it at a curb. Good on you, mate. All right. Aborigines come and they they rescue them and help bring them back to life and then they kind of find their way back to sit Mr. Alan Rickman straight again. 
Yeah, it's just a great movie. I just, I really adore this movie. I have no objection to watching it. And we've talked about that we'll probably all watch it sometime if we do one of our things we've talked about doing, <laughs> watching our videos, you know, our, our uh, shared review kind of thing, mm-hmm. like that old stuff. I think it's the name that gets me. It is a silly name. Quigley Down Under. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'm not saying it's not cheesy and silly, but it's Tom Selleck. <laughs> Who in, in and of hat. himself is pretty cheesy and silly. You hush. <laughs> you hush now. My favorite thing is that as soon as you started talking, because I know you probably... Wa- Did you watch this back when you were still like living in Oklahoma? Yeah. As soon as she started talking about it, your Oklahoma accent just started coming out. <laughs> it was like Megan just reverted to being like 12 <laughs> years old again. Uh, that might happen a lot in this list. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be a thing with this list is I don't know how much there's going to be things that we just discovered in the last like five years. This is going to be all like the things that we've loved for years. Oh, yeah. Well, Megan's famous I might for, throw a wrinkle in there somewhere yeah for throwing a curveball at us so <laughs> all right yeah we'll watch quigley sometime I you know i love it especially if it's got alan rickman in it heck yeah you know i'm a big fan yeah you know he's really good in it yeah he was always as great. usual mm-hmm. you've got two at I least three two, you have three alan rickman movies Fuck in your yeah, list yeah i do god damn die hard robin hood and quigley down under no shit that's and right. counting Wow, yeah, it might be more. It might be more. It could be more. All right, well, my number 10. (laughs) (laughs) My number 10 is going as usual because all my movies are old. I'm going to go back to 1932. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pre-Civil War. (laughs) Now you listen here, buddy. You don't put down my motion pictures. These are my favorites. These are before they even had Technicolor or any of that kind of stuff. No, it's not that old. Okay. It's going back to one year before I was born. It goes back to 1972. Okay. And it's a little movie by Francis Ford Coppola known as The Godfather. Of course. The first one. Because, man, there's a lot of debate. I've seen a lot of people debating lately about... Like, what's better, Godfather 1 or 2? No, nobody says 3. <laughs> Trust me. I know. You want to hear something? Oh, my God. I've never seen the Godfather movies. Oh. Dude. Dude. I might have seen parts of one of them before, but mm-hmm. from the, the whole thing from beginning to end, never. Dude. I think I've only seen it like once. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. The two of you. You fucking kill me. <laughs> Holy Christ. Okay. Dude, it's the Godfather. I mean, you're as Italian as it comes. (laughs) Like, you don't get much more Italian than Vito Marchese over here, all right? (laughs) And he's never seen the Godfather. Honestly, I'm the like the least Italian Italian you'll probably ever meet in your entire life. Like I love going to Olive Garden. I love eating at Pizza Hut and Little Caesars. I'm Okay, fair enough. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, all right. Well, look, one of these days, at least the first one, maybe if you get bored or you're homesick or something like that, you should try watching it. The first movie, I mean, you know, do I even have to really explain? It's a fucking masterpiece. It's based on a novel Mario Puzo wrote in 1969. 
then he along with Francis wrote the screenplay and everything. So, I mean, holy cow, it introduced people to so many. I mean, not that these actors weren't around before, but in the big way, it introduced us to, you know, Al Pacino. It introduced us to James Caan, Robert Duvall. <clears throat> it has one of the most iconic performances of all time from Marlon Brando. There's this movie so fucking quotable and I love quotable movies, as you know, <laughs> it's it's just it's one of those as is the case with most of my top 10, if not all my top 10. It's one of those movies that it's like I've seen it hundreds or at least dozens, but probably I've probably seen The Godfather a hundred or more times, you know, in its entirety. Then there's times I've just caught bits and pieces of it. It is one of those movies that I never get sick of. I know every nook and cranny of this movie, and it's a long-ass movie. I never get sick of it. Hmm. I still get tense at certain scenes, you know, when when Michael is in the restaurant and he's supposed to pull off this whack job on the, on the rival guy that tried to kill uh, Brando and the police chief and all that, and it's like, it's so tense, like just the way they filmed it and everything. It, it, like I brought it up when we talked about The Mandalorian because The Mandalorian, the Bill Burr episode, totally ripped it off and everything. <laughs> There's a reason, you know, because it was so, it's it's such classic storytelling. It, it's just, it's amazing. I know you love stuff like Goodfellas. Yeah. And, do you like Casino? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Casino's great. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's slower than those movies, which I know can be tough for somebody like you because you don't have you're like i don't have the patience <laughs> but it's really good you got to watch it someday man i'll get around to it <laughs> anyway we'll so that make that part of our round <laughs> it could be it's yours so we yeah know. oh god i'm scared what Vito will have for us oh dear you want to know megan <laughs> you have quite a few doozies in that list hey i can whip oh, out I, I can whip out some doozies too that's for sure yeah <laughs> Yeah, you you're just gonna be falling asleep, and you're gonna be sitting on the couch in the between us with drool coming out of your mouth, just sleeping on the couch. Popcorn being, sticking, yeah, yeah popcorn <laughs> all over. Yep, that's about right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our number tens. So that's a good solid number ten. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about it. So uh, let's move on to number nine. That was pretty badass. It was badass. Yeah. I thought so. I like that. Yeah. All right, Vito. <laughs> so this movie's from 1990. Oh, okay. Little one called Total Recall. Nice. Fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. Gosh, I actually forgot about that. I mean, not forget about the movie. We've talked about it and spoofed it and everything. <laughs> but I, in terms of trying to guess what your list is, I forgot about Total Recall. Wow, yeah. number nine. Oh, man. Dude. I can't wait to see what the rest of them are because that should be higher. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so another library rental <laughs> as a kid, which I was probably way too young to watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is not exactly a kid's movie. But it had Mars, which I was, I've been obsessed with Mars forever, which will come into play later in this list. Um, spoiler alert. Right? But uh, I honestly, this is one of like the greatest movies ever made. It's it's just a great story based on a Philip K. Dick uh, short story. And just, I love all the actors in it. It's got Schwarzenegger, which I was a huge Schwarzenegger fan growing up, obviously. <laughs> just the whole setting of Mars in the future is just amazing the the idea that is this a dream is it not a dream what are we supposed to think is reality here is just very very well done and it's a movie that i can watch like any time and not get tired of it yeah again i like i said i think that's gonna be a theme throughout this top 10 is these are 
those never get tired of them movies. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking great movie. I mean, I know we've talked about it before, obviously, but (laughs) the score is excellent. All the music cues are great. The action is incredible. It's got mutants in there. It's got, I mean, (laughs) triple tits. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) What can you want? (laughs) Or there's that woman who said that she got plastic surgery to have the third tit. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then it, came out that she lied about the whole thing and she didn't actually get the third tip. Wow. Lame. That's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Don't. Ever since I was a kid, I was like, I wonder if there's going to be a woman with a third tit out there someday. And I was like, oh, this could be it. And no, it wasn't it. So. Hey, the way things are going lately and 2021 and all that kind of stuff, it could, it could very much still happen, man. I would not. I would not. Don't count it yet. Yeah. Do not count out the third tit. <laughs> That third tit is down, but not out. <laughs> so, no, I think we agree with you on that movie because that's a yeah, real that's good a great movie. movie. Yeah, fuck that yeah. definitely deserves top ten. Excellent action, excellent acting, real twisty story that keeps you on edge and guessing. People still, people still debate about that movie. Is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Yeah, mm-hmm. still all these years later, they tried to remake it. Just can't nah, improve the upon nope. the original <laughs> very rarely can you improve upon it all right cool yeah, man. that's it. a good number nine yeah. megan yes what is your number nine <laughs> i went you guys are gonna love this oh boy <laughs> oh, God. with 1987 yeah has a lot of music in it that i love oh no oh no a lot of dancing in it that i love oh, God. with Sexy, sexy Patrick Sweezy mm-hmm. and Jennifer Grey with her big nose just like me. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. I love this movie growing up. Again, probably when I was way too young to be watching. Yeah. But <laughs> I fucking loved it. I, you put dancing in it and music. I You, you hooked me. You've taken Megan's money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My ass sat down in front of that TV every day. I was like, Star Trek, Dirty Dancing, Grease. Good. Wow. <laughs> Surprised you I haven't went. written your Star Trek musical dancing fiesta yet. That takes place in the future. I can't believe you t- <laughs> Don't tell people that. Star Trek goes back to the... The crew of, of Next Gen goes back to the 1950s and performs a musical. Yep. That should be your, your thing. That is your... Oh, God. All vaudeville and shit? Yeah, do not bring up... Uh, she, see... <laughs> do it. I like this. I can't stand baby's sister in yeah, that. Yeah, she's pretty annoying. So annoying. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. I every, As soon as you get that, it's going to be in my head the rest of the fucking night, man. I'm so sorry. I have all things to take from that movie is that... <laughs> No, look, here's the thing. Here's the weird thing about Dirty Dancing for me. As you guys know, I'm not averse to musicals. I love musicals. You do. I love 50s, 60s music, mm-hmm. you know. I I really like Jennifer Grey. Yeah. I, I really liked her in Red Dawn. I liked her in Ferris Bueller and all that. I thought she was cute. I She was funny. I like Patrick Swayze. The dude was badass. Motherfucking Roadhouse. <laughs> you know, the Swayze is awesome. But there was just something about this movie. I didn't like the way everybody acted. It was one of those movies where here's the plot of the movie. It's a bunch of people who just constantly have misunderstandings with one another because nobody ever listens to one another. And they all kind of act like 
imperious assholes. So is life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watch movies to get away from life, okay? <laughs> I make a joke about it, but I have warmed up to Dirty Dancing in my older age. Mm. I, I could sit through it and watch it now and enjoy it. The dancing's amazing. Mm. Choreography in that oh. movie's. And poor Swayze, I don't know if you knew this, but when he was dancing in that movie and doing all the, like, he had, like, some serious physical problems with, like, his, I think it was his knees, knees I think. Yeah. Him doing all those jump, jumping off that stage and everything and the big number Finale. at the end. That was, like, super fucking painful for him. And they made him do it over and mm. over and over. I mean, he was, like, literally, like, almost, like, in tears because he was like, I can't keep doing this. Because hmm. Swayze was like a trained dancer and everything. Mm. And the reason why he didn't do that anymore was because he had these physical problems. He could, you know, he could tear your thorax out, <laughs> roadhouse style, but he couldn't jump off a stage 30 times because it really. Land on his knees. Yeah. It re and land sliding across. Yeah. Sucked, man. Of course, he wasn't no, he was no Adrian Zmed in Greece too. Because, man, he could jump and slide on his knees and sing all them songs. You know, not everybody's Grease 2, man. Grease 2 is the bomb. <laughs> you can't. The, the fucking death stare I get from her anytime I bring up my love for Grease 2. Look, that is my sequel, all right? That's my sequel. Gross. <laughs> all I have to say is Well, you'll gross. be happy to know Grease 2 is not my next, my number nine pick, nor is it actually on this list. Oh, thank God. Okay. It should be, but no, I took not. I took mercy on all y'all. Speaking of my number nine, it is a movie that you guys have heard me talk about in great detail, so I won't go on too long about it. It's a little movie. It came out in 1978, starring Christopher Reeve oh. and Margot Kidder. Uh -huh. It is a movie called Superman the Movie. <laughs> don't even start with your fucking superman shit you just shut it over the veto <laughs> veto is not a superman fan not, it's not that i'm not a superman fan i think he's cool it's just i don't know he's just too goody two shoes for me i guess yeah he's a good guy i know but he's just i guess just the time that he came out i guess that was like the thing i don't know well, but see, that's kind of what I, that's part of what I love about Christopher Reeve's Superman, because I feel like he plays it very honestly. Like he is like very good, goody, goody, but he's got, you know, some depth there. And especially in this, like, I love the way, in fact, it's one of my, I won't go on and on about this movie. We've talked about it. Look up our Superman episode if you want to <laughs> hear about it. But I've said it before. I'll say it again. The scene at the end when all hell is breaking loose and he's got to make these really tough decisions and he can't save everybody. He has to decide whether he's going to stop the bomb from blowing up the East coast that's aimed at Hackensack, New Jersey, or save the people over on the West coast. Well, specifically Lois. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's the great irony of it is that he does manage to basically save everybody more or less but then the one person, like, it's like the one person he couldn't stop and save was Lois. And she actually fucking dies. Spoiler alert, if you don't know this. <laughs> she actually dies. And that whole scene, like, that just goes, he's such a good fucking actor. Like, the way he plays that whole scene, they cut out all the music. There's no music. 
there's there's really no dialogue, you know, other than just like you just see everything building up like this poor dude's whole life <laughs> leading to this moment and all the rejection and all the bullshit and the hiding and secrecy and frustration and in in loneliness and everything building up to that one scene there when he just loses it. Yes. He does one of the most implausible things ever when he spins around the earth and turns back time. Okay, granted, that's, yeah, it don't work that way. <laughs> I was five years old when I saw this. It did not matter. I was, I saw this in the theater when it came out and I was riveted, riveted by this movie and especially by that. I mean, I was like grabbing onto my seat just like, Oh my God. Like if I go home tonight and I happen to turn on, you know, TBS or something and that movie's on, I'm watching it. <laughs> I have to, even though, as I've talked before, I do prefer my long edited, uh, unedited version with all the extra scenes. Yeah. It yeah. It's so much cooler. But anyway, we've got videos about all this folks. Look it up. Um, yeah. I mean, this is just one of those movies for me. And it was really tough to not put this in the top five. Because Superman the movie is one of those big, big movies for me. What the heck is in your top five? Yeah, yeah. It's all pre-1973 movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's Except for one. I, know, I think I know what his number one movie is, but we'll, we'll see what it's going I don't think there are any other movies on my list from here on out that are pre-1970s. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Okay. When we do the next episode and we do our number five to one and then we do our honorable mentions in the honorable mentions, there'll be some older things and stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's about as much of a spoiler as you're going to get. <laughs> we are moving on. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number eight. <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> it is Ocho. <laughs> See, we're bilingual there. <laughs> we're moving up in the world. All right, Vito, what is your number eight? It's a movie from 1996 called Independence Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. God, why did, again, I didn't think of that one either. Okay. Dude, I saw this. Had to have been opening weekend in the theater. I was a huge Will Smith fan in the 90s. I love Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Sure. So when he's doing science fiction- I'm in there. And I'm telling you guys, this movie what just blew my mind and still blows my mind to this day. I mean, at that age, I was super into conspiracy theories and aliens and stuff like that. So like have, now? Yeah, like now. <laughs> yeah. But much more at that age. Oh, okay. So, you know, they're talking about aliens evading the Earth, and they mention Area 51, and they fucking go to Area 51, and they, you know, talk about some of the backstory that I had read about. I was like, dude, this is fucking incredible. I can't believe... They were allowed to say this in a movie and not be arrested or shot by the government. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So right there, I was like, okay, this is pretty badass. <laughs> but I love the ship designs. I yeah. love the laser fights, all the dog fights, just the alien, the look of the aliens, the whole mech suit and bodysuit. It's just an incredible piece of cinema. It is. Incredible story. It's just, I love this fucking movie. It's another one. It, no matter when it's on. I got to sit down and watch it. Every Independence Day, I got to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things, you know? 
It is a great movie. Yeah, we did a whole thing on that one, too. We did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great teasers for that one. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, <laughs> man. Yeah, again, we talked about this one thoroughly because yes. we did our whole retrospective on that. Man, just what a great piece of cinema. Like, to me, this is one of those movies, even now, like, okay, like, we haven't really been able to much go to the movies anymore because of fucking, you know, 2020 and all that struck. And this is one of those things where it's like, if somebody told me, hey, you know, like, oh, the theaters are opening up back up, everything's opening up, and we're going to show Independence Day on the theater, on the big screen, I'd be, I'd be like, oh my God, that's perfect, because it is just one of those cinematic masterpieces that's so fun to see on the big screen. It's got humor, it's got action, it's got drama you know cool soundtrack cool even this the effects still look good oh yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely you know like 25 years later they still look good didn't make my list but if we were doing a list of just like top like action films you know blockbuster films it would absolutely be in there there was just too much other stuff for me to choose (laughs) from but all right nice choice man very nice i'm liking your list so far yeah yeah (laughs) don't blow it I I don't think I will okay I think the rest of them are pretty damn good yeah meanwhile this (laughs) this one over here you've thrown what Quigley Down Under and uh, Dirty Dirty Dancing Dancing. yeah I'm not not doing very good for you guys am I Uh, it could be worse screw it yeah it's all right. it's your list it's my list I do what I want yeah All right. I'm about to do it again oh boy what's your number eight (laughs) so this time I'm going with a really funny movie that I love from 2013. Okay. It's a cartoon. It's my only cartoon in the list. Okay. It's called The Crudes. Oh, okay. Wow. I love this movie. <laughs> That's a curveball. I, w- I wasn't expecting that. Fucking Nicolas Cage and Emma Stone and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's great cast. Oh, I love this movie. I will sit and watch it over and over and over again. It's about the caveman family, right? Yep, the caveman family. They're just trying to survive day-to-day life, you know, dodge the mosquitoes and malaria and <laughs> other dinosaurs eating them and crazy shit. It's oh, so there's dinosaurs and humans coexisting in this movie, huh? Uh, it's I guess not really dinosaurs. Yeah, well, they're more... they're they're more like I guess you could say like prehistoric Mammoth type creatures. Stuff. They yeah. made a, it's not really like T Rexes, but gotcha. you know, yeah. it's still like. Things we don't have anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, saber-tooth lion creature things. Yeah, that, they're not real real things. They, they, Some of it. There is very little about that movie that has any bearing on reality. <laughs> so it, it's not supposed to. The whole premise to, is not very yeah, real. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, like the whole world ends in a day. Like, Yeah, exactly. It didn't come apart in a day. But I see. Yeah. The movie needed to move along a little faster, so... World in a day. <laughs> now, is this your only animated movie? Um, I believe it is. Okay. So do you like the so then you like the crudes better than Ice Age? Yes. Oh yes. Really? Because I thought you really liked Ice Age. I do. But wow. I love I fucking love this movie. So you like the crudes better than you like Tangled? Because I know you love Tangled. I do love uh, yeah. So that, Tangled that, didn't make your list? That's gonna probably gonna be an honorable mention. Wow. I know. It was really rough. <laughs> but that was my my I wanted to do one. I was trying to stick to it at this point a yeah. little bit. And I chose one cartoon and I, I had to choose the crudes. I just 
this movie I adore. It's so funny. It's my kind of humor all the way through. <laughs> a guy's named Belt. It's like a sloth guy. <laughs> His name is Belt. Because he, he wears them up. around his waist, yeah, <laughs> to hold his pants up. Yeah, it is a very Megan movie. I goddamn, I, I can't. I just love it. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love the animation. I love the characters. They crack me the fuck up. The little girl finding her love, her true love, and she falls in love, and she's in love. <laughs> Did I tell you she's in love? A couple times, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's a fun story. Hilarious. Okay. All right. All right. I love it. I, I, I gathered that. <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well... And then going back to my theme of bringing up movies that you guys have either never heard of or probably never seen. Oh, no. <laughs> but a movie that I feel does not get anywhere near enough credit or attention that it deserves. My number eight is a movie from 1985. It was directed by Barry Levinson. It was written by Chris Columbus. And it was produced was by... Was it Mayflower? <laughs> you just... <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's produced by Steven Spielberg, and it's based around characters created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. It is a movie called Young Sherlock Holmes. Oh, okay. So this is a little bit. You've never seen it, have you, Vito? No. You should is it the one with? No, that I'm thinking of something else. All right. There's nobody in it that you probably know, and it it's was, not the Willy Wonka guy. That one, right? That's <laughs> what is that Wonka one? guy. No. Gene Wilder? What's yeah. the Sherlock Holmes? Is he in the Sherlock Holmes movie? I don't a young think Frankenstein. So. You're thinking of Young Frankenstein. <laughs> wrong Young. Sorry. That's completely wrong. <laughs> Frankenstein, Sherlock Holmes. They're both, they're both old. Sounded good. <laughs> based on books. Oh yeah. They're the same thing, right? Same thing. No, yeah. Wrong thing. No. <laughs> This was you see my list. You know what type of movies I watch. It's, those obviously are well. I think that's an amazing movie. I think this movie, yeah, Young uh, Young Frankenstein is a great movie that could have potentially made my list too. <laughs> Young Sherlock Holmes is the kind of movie that you would possibly enjoy. Um, it's one of those movies that, for whatever reason, I think it just came out at the wrong time. This was not the kind of movie that I think most young people were looking for. Well, it doesn't have to just be young people, Any anybody. It wasn't the kind of thing that most people were looking for in 1985. You know, in 85, it was all, you know, we had these things like Cocoon and, and Back to the Future. Fucking Cocoon. God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you forget. See? See how hard this is? And and just, you know, more futuristic movies yeah. and all that. And then here's this movie about Sherlock Holmes, which nowadays Sherlock Holmes is super fucking cool again. Yeah big deal yeah we but in 85 it wasn't and this was taking creative license with the whole story because there'd never been any stories about holmes and watson and them from when they were younger so they took total creative license made it that they meet each other in like boarding school and stuff when they're teens and i think it's a well first of all i'm I, i'm a big sherlock holmes fan is this the one where they're flying off the roof and stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I've seen it once. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. They, they they make the one guy, uh, the professor guy at the school, the wacky guy makes uh, a makeshift kind of like little plane thing with these flapping wings and stuff. <laughs> and he was supposed to be a big influence on young Sherlock and 
a lot of his uh, elementary way of thinking and stuff. Anyway, the point of the matter is, is it's a really good movie. It's a great story. If you like Sherlock Holmes stories and stuff, it's extremely entertaining. It had some of the first uh, CG graphics in there. There's a scene where a stained glass window character actually jumps out and comes to life. "Quote unquote," guy's actually hallucinating, thinking it comes to life, but in you know it didn't really happen. Anyway, point is, <laughs> it was the first time they did CG like that in a movie. Like this was like a big deal. This movie did not do very well. Hmm. Everybody just kind of went eh. But I went and saw it at the theater uh, with my mom back in I guess that would have been like December of '85 on a just a random snowy day and she i was i liked sherlock holmes books i was already reading them and my mom was really into it so she was like oh i re- let's check out this movie because there hadn't been any sherlock holmes stuff in years you know she liked it okay she thought it was a decent movie i loved it <laughs> i became infatuated with that movie i couldn't wait until it came out months later on uh vhs betamax whatever I went out and I bought the novelization of it because, again, I liked reading Sherlock Holmes books. I bought and I loved the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack is awesome. Uh, it's one of pro- one of my favorite soundtracks and stuff. <clears throat> I think I forgot to even mention this one when yeah, we did our soundtrack. Damn. See, this is tough. <laughs> I love those period piece kind of things. You show me things that happen in England back in like late 19th century or early 20th century or 18th century. Especially if it's done well, man, I fucking love that stuff. Victorian era era stuff and everything. It was a great young cast, most of whom really didn't go on to do a whole lot of anything. Hmm. So, which is a shame because I thought it was cast very well. And I will end on this note. I feel like when you watch the BBC Sherlock series with Benedict Cumberbatch and stuff, I feel like they looked at young Sherlock Holmes certain things about how they cast Sherlock in that series, just different little things that they go in, go on in there that I'm like, I feel like this was an influence a little bit. Yeah. They molded that one over a little bit. I think they took a little bit of it and, and put it in there. So that was another thing that just made me love. Same thing with the Sherlock move, uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. It, there's certain things right off the bat in the Sherlock Holmes uh, Downey one starts with this whole thing with this cult and they're trying to sacrifice this girl and all this kind of stuff and he foils it that happens in young Sherlock Holmes I was like wait a minute like (laughs) is this like a little homage you know because I know there are people that are very big into this movie it has a cult following now I know you love Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock is this your only Sherlock on this list yeah wow I know I know and you know again spoilers I I I very easily, if there would have been room, could have put the Robert Downey Jr. uh, 2009. Yeah, 2009 movie Sherlock Holmes. Have you ever seen that? Oh, my fucking God. That movie is great. That's what I hear. It's great, man. Even if you're not into the older stuff like that, the way that movie is done... I, if I, I made a promise to myself I wasn't doing any ties because I like to do ties when we do all these lists. I made myself a promise, but if I was going to do a tie, I would tie the two, two, uh, 2009 Sherlock Holmes with this yeah. one. I would put them together. That's how fucking good that movie is. That is possibly 
Robert Downey Jr.'s greatest role. Really? Maybe even better than Tony okay. Stark. Wow. Yeah. I'm saying it. Like, so that's that movie's so fucking good, Vito. You gotta watch it. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. So moving on now for number seven. <laughs> what, you don't like my cues, man? Come on. I'm just trying to like keep it interesting, you know? Is that what that was? <sighs> <laughs> That's what I got to say to you, you know? All right, Vito, just... Shut her up and tell us your number seven. <laughs> well, my number seven is from 1997. Okay. A little movie called Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That is, yeah. Now we're getting into the, the real cream of the crop when it comes to Vito <laughs> movies. Yeah. So what can I say? Giant bug aliens that are trying to wipe out the human race, and we've got to mobilize and take the fight to them with gigantic starships and troopers that go on starships hence <laughs> starship troopers oh yes based off the robert heinlein book starship troopers from i believe the 50s if i'm not Something mistaken like that, yeah, yeah which i have never read but i love this movie as soon as it came out it made casper van Dien like one of my heroes okay so i, I i've yet to make, meet casper but when i do dude shaking your hand and saying thank you because you like changed my life not really changed my <laughs> life but your big influence on me dude i love you anyway what, what else can i say dude giant <laughs> bugs that you got to go fight the violence in this movie is incredible i mean the action scenes are incredible paul verhoven is an incredible fucking director and he's going to show up on my list a couple times spoiler okay alert, because of that same very reason have, have you guys seen starship Troopers? oh yeah yeah okay oh, have you yeah. seen the sequels and stuff that are out no uh I saw once. I think I saw. I kind of half-assed watched two. Yeah, two's not good. Yeah, wow. I, that, that's why I kind of I wasn't too crazy about it. Three's good because Casper comes back and they. It's like it's a Starship Troopers movie. The third one's great. Okay, and the next two are animated and they're good as well. But Starship Troopers, dude, is the cream of the crop. The best in the series. Yes, the first one to me is the best in the series. In this case, you know it's got to be good if Vito picked the first one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, because he is automatically by default sequel man. <laughs> so, and and yeah, they fight bugs, and we know that Vito. If Vito was gonna go out and fight anything, it'd be bugs. Because I hate him. Vito I hate fucking, fucking bugs. He'd either be fighting or running screaming. Yeah, one of the two would happen for <laughs> sure. Well, first, first he would, first he would fight I had them. Had like a hundred legs. He's like, I'm out of here. Forget it. Right. First, Vito would fight them, and then if he wasn't able to 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 beat them, then he would run fucking screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much how it would go. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that's that's a Vito movie. Yeah, that belongs in the top ten, definitely. 
and the movie's ridiculous because it's I mean the, the the science is all out the window and there's shit that happens you're like okay that doesn't happen like they're saying yeah we're live now on Clendathu and Clendathu is like on the other side of the fucking galaxy so there's no way it was a live transmission and shit like that but right. I don't give a fuck man the movie's incredible and it's just a fun fucking watch and that's all I can say about it cool all right, all right Megan yes number seven I went with. One we've talked about a whole lot on here. Okay. 1988's Beetlejuice. Oh, of obviously. Course. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. That's just sitting sitting in for me now. Beetlejuice isn't in your top five. Yeah. Holy crap. Because I would have even considered that could have been like a, a, a top three contender for you. We'll see. Whoa. Yeah. So why did it make number seven? Because, yeah. The other ones are so good. Yeah. I don't know what's the... <laughs> it's tough when you get up to It this. is really tough. I mean, these could all be very interchangeable. Wow. And it was a little higher on the list. And like I said, before we started, I, I bumped it down. Wow. Yeah. It and the crudes came down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, for people that don't know that haven't heard us talk about it, I mean, like you go way back with Beetlejuice. I love this. I love just again, another one. I just love this movie. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite birthday party ever was me and my girlfriends all danced around the table and did that silly dance to the banana boat song. Yeah. Favorite memory. <laughs> so I just, I just grew up loving, adoring this movie. Yeah. Did you have this on VHS? Yes. So it was a, a replay. It was a replay over and over again. You still have that silly. VHS tape? Um, Possibly. I don't know. See how like worn out the tape is and shit. Yeah, right. Especially just that one part. It's like, why does this get so thin when it gets to the the table scene? Because we watched it like eighty times and danced around our table and went like this many, many times. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, I just have very fond memories of that silly movie. Your parents must have been thrilled. Oh, they got a good. They they still talk about it. So now they could talk about it. Before they were a little traumatized. But we could talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Enough years have gone by. Like she drove us crazy. She, seriously. <laughs> For the next like three weeks, they were laying in bed and just hearing like they just lay there with their eyes closed. And then just they just hear in the background just. <laughs> and their eyes just pop open. open. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, God. You start rocking. <laughs> oh, God. Save me. Yeah. And that's what you do. You traumatize your family members. You make them listen to Beetlejuice songs over and over again. And or you kick their burgers behind the couch. That's what I do. <laughs> kick burgers out of their hands and all this. You're just a hell I haven't even told you guys how I clothesline my brother with the volleyball net. No. What? what, what never, no. What's your number seven? Sorry. Wow. <laughs> what a hell child. <laughs> he did it to himself. I ducked. He didn't. <laughs> we were riding bikes. Some riding bikes, no less. <laughs> Jeez, you ghost shipped him. That's <laughs> <laughs> been there all summer. What do you want? I went ducked underneath it. He should have known better. It's his fault, really. Oh, okay. I'm sure he sees it that way. <laughs> My parents oh. were not thrilled about that one. No, <laughs> it was like clothesline. Look, we tried to freaking hang him out in the yard. <laughs> Like I, I didn't do it. I just see him getting wrapped up in that tent volleyball net real quick. Like a cartoon character. Dude. Shoots him up in the air real quick. That would have been amazing. Now, now I understand. 
I understand why your brother joined the military. It was t- it was twofold. A, so he could defend himself and to get away from you. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Brutal. Anyway, all right. Well, moving on. <laughs> Speaking of brutal, actually, my number seven is a bit of a brutal movie. Actually, not not a horror movie by any means, but boy, this had some graphic violence for its time. And it, it was a uh, 1981 epic medieval fantasy movie by John Borman known as Excalibur. Uh, okay. This fucking movie is so goddamn good, man. Oh, my <laughs> God. So this is one of those movies that I saw, like some of the other ones you guys have mentioned, probably way too young because I saw this when it was new. I was only like eight years old or something like that. I didn't really know too much about the whole Arthurian legend of King Arthur and all that kind of stuff. Um, This isn't the most uh, exact take on it. You know, this is actually based more on a 15th century uh, uh, novel, romance novel called, uh, hang on, I'm going to read this, La Morte de Arthur. is what it's called so it's a very specific twist on it and everything some people don't like this movie because of that i think it's brilliant it's one of those ones that i have seen so many times in my life that i can quote it exactly (laughs) i can act this entire movie out i know every cadence of how the lines are said the speed of which i know i know every musical cue of this movie i'm ridiculous with this freaking movie people can't watch this i was just movie gonna say him. we know not to watch this with him no me and my buddy nick because oh we just we, we will just quote this movie back and forth at each other and everything it's really good it's it's like i said it's kind of it's really brutal i mean they show like you know, knights cutting other knights' limbs off and stuff. And I mean, it's graphic. Like, they show it getting cut off and all the blood and bone and all this stuff. It's the the soundtrack for this movie in particular because it's predominantly Wagner mm-hmm. that they use a lot of it. And that is another one of those ones that in an early age really got me into classical music because, I mean, it's Wagner. It's so dark and heavy and catchy. You know, it's memorable love it yeah this this one and like i mentioned amadeus before those two are like the big uh uh, period piece type movies for me that i really love especially because of the soundtrack it's it's a fabulous movie and you've never seen it right Mm -mm. Uh, i've been trying to get you to see it for years now it's it's so good but you should probably not watch it with me because I was gonna say. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll drive you crazy. Or we can watch it one time when we're traveling somewhere, like on the plane, because you'll so just, you can't talk. You'll just you'll have your earbuds in, and the plane's so loud and everything. You, can't hear them you won't be able to hear me. You'll just be looking over and watching me mouth the fucking movie. Uh, so they're yeah. acting everything out. Yeah, exactly. Uta, Merlin, Uta, I'm the strongest. I am the one. I dude love this fucking movie so much (laughs) it has one of the greatest most epic endings the battle that happens at the end and the way i mean it it's not a happy ending by any means it's so good it's so good sorry i keep saying that so much you love everything and i think everything's so good (laughs) but it is this is one of those movies that just means a lot to me a desert island movie you know Mm. that i could take with me and it's only number 
Seven, huh? Yeah, yeah. This got moved around a few times. And it's got, I mean, it's got some it, Patrick Stewart's in it. Oh, okay. Yes, Leo. that's right. We, I think yep. I got that question wrong. Yep. Trivia torture. That's right. You did <laughs> when we did a trivia thing. Liam Neeson's in it. Nice. Oh, yeah. There's there's all Helen Mirren's in it. Oh, mm. she has Morgana. Incredible in this. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen this. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I don't think so. I've never heard you talk about it. So it's pretty epic. Have to, maybe. Yeah, you both need to watch it. <laughs> Not with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we are down to the last one for this episode. Yeah. Before we get the last one, before we get into the big top five. So this one is number. Six. I know I'm a cornball. What can <laughs> I tell you? But hey, you know, we're when we're getting this this high into the list, man, this is uh, you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> Vito, you're number six, man. It's a movie from nineteen eighty nine called Batman. Oh wow. Nice. I'm loving your list. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. This was you can guess it, a library rental. No. Dude, when I was a kid, I wore the shit out of these tapes from the library. I mean, this movie, like, it's to me, it's the best portrayal of Batman that there has been on screen ever. I can't argue. I agree. You know, Michael Keaton is fucking Batman. The Batmobile in this movie is the Batmobile. Yeah. The Batwing in this movie is the Batwing. Totally agree. The Joker in this movie is the Joker. I agree. Wait, wait, wait. No, what? You mean it's not the Joker from The Dark Knight? No. Sorry, guys. I'm fucking 100% (laughs) with you, Vito. (laughs) Fuck all (laughs) y'all. Chew on that shit. You know know where I got these scars from? I don't fucking care. Are you Jack Nicholson? No. Jack Nicholson is the fucking Joker. Fuck yeah. Cesar Romero comes second. Yeah, I like Cesar Romero yeah, a lot. Yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> but the soundtrack is one of those soundtracks. When I was a kid, I was like, what is so special about this that I just feel so good when I listen to this? Yep. And I figured out, oh, it's a guy named Danny Elfman because everything he does is fucking brilliant and I yeah. love it. This started my Danny Elfman obsession, man. This Funny that you didn't get the Danny Elfman question right, though, in the uh, trivia torture. I didn't know anything about him personally. I just loved his music choices. You know? <laughs> well, that was still, you know. <laughs> you need to listen to more Oingo Boingo, you know. Yeah, I guess so. But probably not. Probably <laughs> no, you won't, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this movie. You guys know about this movie. All of America and everybody listens knows about this movie, obviously, because it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. And to me, it's just the definitive Batman movie, and you cannot get better than this. And its uh, I think it's the best in the series. Yeah. Even though I, I love Batman Returns a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this has to be the best one, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Agree 1,000%. It's one of the best superhero movies ever made. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Yeah, well, that's like how I feel about Superman the movie and stuff. You know, it's just, just like... Uh, you know, Christopher Reeve, to me, I mean, there have been other great portrayals of Superman. I thought Henry Cavill overall did a real good job in yeah. it and stuff, but Christopher Reeve is Superman. He's fucking Superman, man. Like, that's, you know, I'm a big Chris Reeve fan, and he's going to appear again in this list in yeah. another movie. Oh, yeah. I think I know what that movie is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've talked about it before. <laughs> but, dude, yeah, Batman, that's another one of those movies that he just, I don't get sick of, you know? If it's on, it's like, oh, Batman's on. Got to watch it. 
It's just visually so stunning, man. I've never seen a, f- a film that has like done that to me before. Where I see it, I was like in awe of what I was seeing. It was just larger than life and something that I just, I don't know. It was just a mixture of like the Roaring Twenties with this weird futuristic comic book looking right. thing. And it's like, it works so well. And then well. kind of modern too. Yeah. Right. And that's the genius of Tim Burton, man. It's just, yep. he's got that look. He's one of those directors, maybe only three directors I know of that when I see that movie, I know it's a Tim Burton movie without even having to see anything. I just, with his name on it, I just know that's Tim Burton. You can see one scene and hear the music and look at the way the scene is shot and staged. And you're like, oh, it's Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah. <laughs> it's very rare. And not only that it's that, but it's so good, you know. Well, again, we've talked about Tim Burton plenty. Yes, we have. So, all right. That's a real good one, man. Good number six. Mm-hmm. What is your six? Mine is from 1986. Okay. It is David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly in Labyrinth. Whoa. Okay. I know. Whoa. I know. <laughs> Whoa. Now, Beetlejuice was bad enough you're telling me right now that labyrinth isn't in your top five i know it's so hard what the hell is in your top five because i mean i just associate you with labyrinth (laughs) i i would i would have possibly put money on that maybe being your number one film Uh, holy shit yeah wow i i had all these movies and you guys know how much I love Labyrinth. This is so yeah. incredibly hard. I mean, all these are all my go-tos. Yeah. Th- this whole top 10 list. If these are on, I'm watching them. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. How many times do you think you've watched Labyrinth? <laughs> I don't even know. Ridiculous amount. Hundreds? Oh, easy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. Well, what do you love about it? David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, but you love more than just David Bowie. David B- Bowie singing. Yeah. I know you're a big fan of the soundtrack. I do. I love that soundtrack. Got you the soundtrack for Christmas this year. Yep. Yep. I'll just put it on and listen to it when I'm in the car or when I'm at work or when I'm at home. I don't care. You got care. the record just, now. Yep. I listen to it nonstop. It's ridiculous. I know it inside and out. You like the Muppet characters? I love there? the Muppet. I love Ludo. I love Didymus and mm-hmm. and uh, Hoggle. I love him. I love the worm. <laughs> that worm. <laughs> <laughs> I love the old bag lady, the trash lady. I sound really bad in this episode. I want to get rid of my little brother, too. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> so the reason that she loved Labyrinth is because it was about a teenage girl who couldn't wait to get rid of her little brother and wished him away and goblins came and took him away and right now and yeah and this is why you loved it because you just wanted to get rid of your brother you know if he's listening to this he's gonna be like like, son of a bitch (laughs) apparently when i was little we were outside playing i came inside and i demanded my mother take him back i wanted a refund (laughs) because he wouldn't shut up (laughs) he was crying (laughs) How much, how much younger is he than you? Two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's not that bad. I know. <laughs> it was bad enough. Dude. He, he wasn't that bad. <laughs> bad enough that you told your mom to take him back. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> wow. 
So this movie spoke to me on a special level. Yeah. And again, it's going through this maze and it's adventure and all these crazy hands grabbing her and doors that lie to you or tell the truth and the bog of stench. I mean, it's just amazing. You like fantasy. That whole This whole fantasy. Yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm that big on fantasy movies, but this one hooked me. No, I don't think you've had too much fantasy yeah. stuff in this list, have you? Not really. Hmm. But this is the one nobody this, could top. This, this is the one nobody could top David Bowie. <laughs> God, he was so sexy growing up. Wow. Mm. A lot of women <laughs> agree with you on that one, yep. you know? it's yep. It's funny. I think it was just the pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole outfit, the pants, oh, yeah. the She's hair, a... <laughs> the two different eye colors. Yeah. His attitude, I don't know. I just I just adored him in this movie. You know the two different I didn't even know who he was. Well, when you I saw were this so movie, young. I had no yeah. idea who David Bowie was. You know the two different eye color thing is uh that's because of a fight he got into when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it really has two different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a contact you wore for the movie or character or something. Yeah, he has two different like eyes. Like they're they they look different, and it's because he got into a fight with his best friend actually, um, over a girl or something like that, and his friend bopped him one (laughs) in the head, and actually had to send him like went to the hospital and stuff. Felt bad afterwards, but yeah, this his one eye is like (laughs) was it was messed up, uh, because of that. Yeah. Apparently, girls like Megan were like, that turns me on. I was okay with it. Dude. Chicks dig scars and fucked up eyeballs, I guess. Apparently. Right? And big dicks and <laughs> tight pants or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a trifecta right there. Right? Oh, boy. Action. All right, let's wrap this up here. So, my number six is, I guess, fittingly, it's a, a music related one okay it's more of a comedy kind of music thing it's a movie from 1979 directed by alan arkish and it is called rock and roll high school mm-hmm. this movie i've probably i know i talked about it a little bit before i think when we were doing soundtracks and stuff this movie kind of is a big not, not kind of it is a big part of who i am today because I saw this movie and it just, I saw it when it came out, basically. It, well, no, I saw, it, I saw it when it first turned up on pay television. So it was probably like around the end of 1980. So I was only like seven, going on eight years old. I'd never heard of the Ramones before, mm-hmm. discovered them in this movie for the first time and instantly was like, this band is fucking great. I mean, Ramones music, it's short simple three four chord stuff and all their songs are just silly you know beat on the brat and you know teenage lobotomy it was all stuff that as a (laughs) eight-year-old kid i was like yeah all right i can i can get this like this is simple like good just and you know the guitars were just so chainsawed down picking everything's down picking you know fast down picking stuff loved the band the movie was funny I mean, some, some, just like a lot of other things, it was over my head. But the thing about it was, this was the first time I saw the whole thing of like a real rock band. Cause I was always into Kiss and all that stuff and Kiss Meets the Phantom, but that was all fantasy, you know, that was all superhero y type stuff. Here was the Ramones that were acting like heroes in a, in a sense, anti heroes, I guess. And, but they were, like they felt real, like I could do this, you know? 
I liked their look, the ripped jeans, longer hair, leather jacket, T-shirts, you know, fucking, like I said, fast music, fast guitars and stuff. And then here's Riff Randall, the main character, who I like had this big crush on as a fucking eight year old, (laughs) you know, was like, oh, my God, that girl's amazing and everything. And she like worships them and she's like in love and they have these sequences. There's a scene where they play this kind of ballady sort of rock ballad song and she's like in her underwear, basically, and like she's fantasizing. She's imagining in her head like them being in her bedroom playing this song for her and everything. And I was just like, I want. I want to do this. Like, I want this. Like, I want to be Johnny Ramone. I want to be Joey Ramone. Like, I can fucking do this. Like, this is my key because I'm nerdy and I'm shy. I can't play baseball very well. (laughs) I don't care enough about (laughs) academics to really, you know, go that route. I love music. and But it never really occurred to me that, like, maybe I could do this. Because, like I said, Kiss and Alice Cooper and all those things, I was that always seemed I couldn't be them. You know, like I never imagined I could be Batman or I could be Superman. I could worship them. I couldn't be them. That was the same thing with Kiss and Alice and stuff. But then like the Ramones, I was like, I wait, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And just like I said, getting to see the whole experience of like these teens and then it had the big scene in there where they all go to the concert And, you know, I'd never been to a concert on my own before. I'd been to some concerts with my family. I was going to say, if you're eight years old, going to a concert by yourself. No, I didn't go to a a concert (laughs) by myself. Well, I shouldn't say by myself. I went with friends. I didn't go to a concert unchaperoned until I was 11. Oh, well. 11 or 12, something like that. Yeah. You know, my mom would drive me and drop me off. She'd sit outside the venue. And, yeah, I think, like... I don't remember if this was the first one, but like one of the first ones was when she took me to see Wasp. <laughs> of all things, she went and saw fucking Wasp, man, <laughs> with the torture rack and throwing in all that shit. It was fucking great. And you know who opened for him? Metallica. Wow. Ride the fucking lightning. Nice. Yup. Yeah. I went there, me and my one buddy uh, from school, we went, or two buddies, uh, and went. we went to that. Yeah, I went and saw Wasp and then... Shortly thereafter, I was getting taken to go see Kiss and man, all all sorts of concerts. Yeah, I got this. I got to see a lot of stuff. So Alice Cooper and Megadeth. Oh man, early days. You know, eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, I, so this was the movie that turned me on to all of that because prior to that, I feel like. Everything was kind of fantasy, you know? I mean, I liked old rock and roll stuff. I'd gone to see Roy Orbison and Sha Na Na and all that stuff. But this, like, let me know, like, no, there's this other thing. Like, there's a music scene out there. And it's, I didn't know anything about punk rock. I didn't know anything about underground music and little fucking, you know, club concert venues with people headbanging and doing all this. This was my first exposure to that. You know, and like I said, late 1980s, something like that. So there you go. (laughs) I watched this movie so many times that I used to get real, like it started to like affect my personality. And my mom, it's one of the only times my mom actually told me, she was like, I'm going to take that fucking movie away from you. (laughs) She's like, because you're getting a real attitude. Like, and you know, because I was getting all, you know, snotty, you know, about stuff. And then I realized like, okay, I better like dial that back a little bit. But... (laughs) 
You know, my mom would my ass. mom would buy me wasp <laughs> wasp and possessed and Motley Crue records and shit like that. But Rock and Roll High School like crossed the line because she was like, "You better stop acting like them and that." Because I mean, it's a movie about a bunch of kids who take over a high school at the end and pretty much end up blowing it up to oh, pieces <laughs> while the Ramones stand outside playing the song Rock and Roll High School and everything. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I'd still like to go. Well, no, I loved Whiting High School, but I'd go back to my first high school. I'd blow that motherfucker up <laughs> playing a goddamn Ramon song. Not, or playing. I'll go out. I'll go to that school and I'll play I Don't Care About You by Fear real loud and just nuke it. <laughs> Fuck that place, man. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. Yeah, that's my number six. And that was tough, man, because this movie was originally in my top five because Rock and Roll High School was so important to me. So important. And another one, almost any day of the week, somebody could say, do you want to watch Rock and Roll High School? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. You know? And it's another one I know every single word and mm -hmm. every nuance and nook and cranny of that movie. Yep. <laughs> Just bought it. Bought the soundtrack again <laughs> recently because I already had it. More than one. Yeah, I, I already had it. I have it on tape. You wore it out? I have it on tape. I have it on CD and I have it on vinyl, but then they released it on colored vinyl. Oh, oh that makes there a you difference go. You have there. To do it. So I had to have the colored vinyl. This man is obsessed with colored vinyl. I'm obsessed with vinyl. Yeah, there's going to be some more vinyl references coming up in my top five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel pretty good about this. I think we had some really good 10 through sixes here. I know. I I'm really anxious to see what these next five are. Yeah. Yeah. What, what could possibly be left for you two? I, I have a couple of inklings. Right. But I don't know. Well, there's a certain sci-fi series I haven't brought up yet. And there's, 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 yeah, there might, there might be some surprises here. We'll see. Hmm. It's where things are going to fall is where the surprise is going to be. Right. And then you, shit, I mean, like I said, you brought up a couple of your big guns. Yeah. There's some obvious ones left. I'm trying to think of it right now. I can't really. There's some big obvious ones left. There's one I can think of, but hmm. okay. Yeah, some of your obvious ones, I think <clears throat> you already put out there. So right. I like, oh, I wonder what she's going to have now. You're always yapping about Quigley. You're always yapping <laughs> about Beetlejuice. And I mean, you are Miss Labyrinth. So the fact that those are already thrown out there, it's yeah. like, damn. All right. Yeah, well, it makes sense next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for watching and or listening. And, of course, as always, we appreciate you uh, liking, subscribing, hit that Commenting. little hit that little bell, you know, to get notified when we have new stuff coming out. Uh, and we want to hear your comments, like you said. Yeah, we want to not just what you think of our picks, but what are your picks? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're getting down here now. We're we're almost at number five. So we want to know what you guys pick. If you can pick 20, great. If you can only pick five, pick ten. We want to hear all those things because in the final episode, the next episode, we'd like to talk about some of the movies you guys mentioned. And uh, we can't do that unless you comment. So <laughs> leave a freaking comment, please. Share this if you have uh, friends or family or anybody, you know, that you think might be into this sort of stuff because we want to get this out there. We love the dialogue with all of y'all. And with that, I think we're out of here. Yep. All we right. are done. We are done. I gotta go beat my brother up some more. <laughs> oh apparently. my god! Wow. <laughs> that's that's the I've, I'm calling him up right now. <laughs> so what you doing, <laughs> dude? Just run. <laughs>
just run because that's why he's currently deployed <laughs> i was just gonna say he's like you don't know the real reason why why i'm gone like I'm going to other countries and shit to get away from me jeez louise oh I'm boy get risk being blown up <laughs> safe right here <laughs> boy i'm sorry you gotta put up with this one jeez i just have to ride in the car back and forth with her to get here that's dangerous enough man <laughs> all right everybody we'll see you next time for the final five thanks adios see ya bye